and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from all around the world. I'm your host for today, Simon Hodgkins, and I'm delighted to be joined by Doyle Bueller. Doyle has consulted, coached, taught, uh, and inspired many in the areas of digital leadership and, of course, strategy. Uh, he's the author of a book called Breakthrough, which I'm sure we can we can find out more about as we go through this episode. Thank you, Doyle. Uh, it's about unleashing your remarkable brand value, something that's of interest to our audience for sure, and about uh, how you can also unleash your influence and authority. Uh, just a little bit more about Doyle. He's also a member of the Grey Swan Guild. He's been a judge at the Think Global Awards, something very close to my heart, and also with the Canadian Marketing Association, I think. Uh, Doyle is sometimes referred to, or at least I did see him being referred to as the Chief Expedition Officer, so we'll find out a little bit about that. Um, and he's worked with many organizations all over the world. Doyle, you're very welcome to the show today, and uh, it's great to have you here. Great to see you. Well, thanks so much, Simon. Really appreciate the uh, opportunity to talk with you once again. So love the show and love what you're doing. And, and you're you're the, the marketing strategy machine as well. <laughs> well, you're, you're very kind. Uh, listen, before we get into it, Doyle, and uh, I just want to ask you, I think you've recently taken a road trip and it might be useful for our listeners to understand where you're joining me from and a bit about that road trip. Because when you were telling me just before we got recording here, I was blown away by it. So maybe you could just share that for a moment. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I'm, I'm in Sydney right now. Um, just uh, enjoying the coastline and and business and and fun and that sort of thing, um, but uh, just previous to that, I'd driven from Perth, Australia, all the way to Tasmania, and if you're familiar with the geography of Australia, there's like a, a big ocean between <laughs> the state of Tasmania, the island, and the mainland. So, uh, drove from Perth to Melbourne and then took the ferry across to uh, Devonport in Tasmania. And that was absolutely beautiful. I've never driven that far here and never to never been to Tasmania as well. So, um, but very, very long distances. So <laughs> it was interesting. Well, that's what I call. Yeah, no, I was going to say that's that's a lot of miles to cover. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's about 3,500 kilometers uh, one way, I think, just to um, to Melbourne, and then you add in Tasmania, and you add in like a, I think it's like a 12-hour ferry ride uh, across the um, the ditch, as they say, so yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. I got to see a lot of Australia that I hadn't seen before, so, and through the, they have the, the desert, which is called the Nullarbor, and it's actually, in fun fact, it's actually Latin for no trees nullabore so put that in your repository um but it's there still are like shrubs and stuff it's not like a desert like the sahara desert with just sand and that sort of thing but huge distances magnificent desolation and you everywhere uh pretty much so it's really really cool to see and was that the first time doing a, a trip like that or do you do these yeah. kind of things regularly well a couple of years ago i drove up to uh the northern end of um the top end, as they say, of Western Australia, anyways, uh, along the coast and then into the Northwest region as well. So and that's, that's pretty big. Like Western Australia, the state is like, I think it's like as big as Europe kind of thing. It's a massive, massive state. <laughs> so it's huge. It takes like 18 hours to get to the North end and 
close to the same to go to the the east end and and it's it's far like distances are huge here <laughs> wow that's incredible and what what's yeah. the um la last question on this because i do want to dive into some of yeah, the yeah, yeah. strategy stuff but what's the uh electrification you know with electric vehicles what's that network like in australia or is it just not possible to do those kind of distances it is and actually they're they're doing more of it like i did notice that a lot of the the roadhouses have like the electric charging stations um so you'd have to be really efficient with the with the way you travel i'm not sure i've never actually driven an electric vehicle before but uh there are stations uh, stationed around um the state and as you get into the more populated area like victoria and, and south australia there's a lot more but yeah sometimes it's even hard finding petrol but you know, you can get usually about five, 600, 700 kilometers per tank. And there's, there are roadhouses within that range. So, <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting the term roadhouse, because obviously in yeah. parts of Europe, they'd be petrol stations or called yeah. other things, you know, but uh, yeah, roadhouses yeah, yeah. uh, across Australia, right. Even though it's still yeah. English language, I suppose. It's, it's, it's Yeah, exactly. And they're, they're like, they're like, um, well, I mean, it's obviously petrol and, but yeah. there's like food and restaurant in some places. There's actually like places to stay sure. uh, overnight. Cause when you go across the, the Nullarbor, as they say, it's, um, you, you, it's harder to drive at night here as well. So I, you know, you try to avoid that at, yeah. at, as, as best as possible. So, yeah. Well, it sounds like a but great adventure and thanks for sharing yeah, yeah. that at the top Doyle, because I was just intrigued by that. That's a, that's a long road trip and a great, yeah. a great experience, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, um, let's get into it a little bit more then. So uh, you've told us a little bit about your road trip, but for our audience listening, which is, which is an international audience, um, could you maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, your career, your experience, and also maybe touch on some of your key areas of focus? Because I think it'd be useful for people to get the context of the kind of work that you're sort of involved in. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks, Simon. Um, look, I've been sort of... Um, in the entrepreneurship world since uh, 2002, I took uh, my master of business. Um, and out of that, I actually developed my, the thesis project for that was a startup um, that I began in, in Canada based on mass customization and, and personalization and that sort of thing. It was pretty high tech. We were looking at 3D printing on the consumer level um, uh, for consumer products so that they, you could print them on demand and create them on demand and that sort of thing. So developed that. And one of the, the original businesses that kind of sprouted out of that was, uh, what was called mytigo.com. And that was sort of the customization of, of, and personalization of, um, uh, phone, phone covers and laptop skins and, and all that kind of stuff. So we could actually create these, you know, individual products and in, out of the mass of many, so you can kind of design it. And if you remember, well, Canva, uh, for example, which is a pretty cool graphical design interface, we basically built that uh, in like 2002, not obviously quite as sophisticated as it is today. Uh, um, but you're able to upload images, you're able to kind of create your own artwork, you're able to um, add text and pictures and designs and that kind of stuff. And then it would be come out as a, an applique that you would put on your phone and, and that sort of thing. So um, that's kind of where I sort of built the business. And we became one of the fastest top 50 fastest growing companies in Canada and, and one of the top the number one fastest growing uh, company in the province of Manitoba as well over the years. So e-commerce has kind of been in my blood since about 2002 and that sort of thing. And then it just became, how do we actually 
assist businesses because because what I found is kind of as I got deeper and deeper into business, it's like, well, a lot of the businesses don't really have a fundamental strategy and understanding of that that foundation that, you know, bridge work that, you know, um, that solid foundation that allows them to be able to do that. And that was one of the principles that I, I grew the business originally from was how do we build a strong strategic architecture is what I had called it at that point in time and making sure that we, we developed it based on that. So it's not, it wasn't just a roadmap. It wasn't just sort of a, a goals or objectives or a to-do list or that sort of thing. And I always kind of try to push people away from that as in terms of strategy, strategy, but it was more kind of a strategic architecture, giving you that understanding of what sort of value looks like and how you deliver the value and what's really critical to you. So it's no longer just about sort of the vision and mission, right? It's, it's about how do you perform best, right? How do you delegate resources? How do you manage your resources to be able to deliver, you know, that valuable product or service to your, to your customer? And to me, that was really where I wanted to focus. So now I'm really kind of primarily focusing on how do we kind of create that, that sense of strategy, that sense of strategic thinking and making sure that, yeah, look, you can build a business in a fly-by-night um, sort of sense of the word that'll get you somewhere. But you know what? Think about it. What could you actually do if you spent some time building that foundation? understanding that that true value equation that you want to be able to deliver and and allowing it to to you know to grow and to to nurture and that sort of thing so so to me that that's fundamentally where we need to head is how do we build this strategy how do we build a business strategy that allows us to do these things yeah it sounds much more practical strategy as well rather than mm. sort of like this top surface level strategy that a lot of people do talk about but thanks for giving us that context, Doug, because that sets me up nicely for the next thing I wanted to get into with you. And that's really around, you know, when we discuss strategy, we're talking about digital strategy in today's world, right? Everybody's gone through some type of digital transformation, whether it was pandemic-led or whether it was something that, you know, your business was involved in before, um, you know, you were already on that sort of journey to transforming to digital. Uh, and as you say, a lot of companies, you mentioned when you were building something similar to Canva years before, a lot of companies were sort of born on the internet companies. We hear a lot about that, don't we? Um, but you, you be, you've begun something called the strategy expedition or strategy storming. Is that right? Mm. Uh, could you maybe tell me a bit more about what that strategy storming is and how you yeah. came to put that together? Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I, I guess maybe just step back a little bit. And, and one of the things that I found during when, when COVID started like two years ago, over two years ago, was that there were a lot of businesses that weren't really prepared. And the ones that were, were the ones that saw that, that massive 30% rise in, in revenue and profit and that sort of thing in the early stages of the pandemic. Why? Because they had done that digital transformation that you'd mentioned, and they were able to formulate a strategy that allowed them to leverage that specifically. Like I have all these case studies of businesses that kind of just died on the vine because they didn't actually adapt. They didn't evolve. They didn't say, hey, wait a sec, we need to kind of change the way that we're doing business. We need to take it more seriously. But also, I kind of am trying to fit these two together. We have to take it more seriously, but we also have to have more fun with it. And that's where strategy storming comes in. The, so the strategy expedition is understanding that 
this, this is this journey ahead of us. It's, it's hard. It's tough, right? It's not a safari when you kind of just go out and, you know, look and watch the tigers and lions and that sort of thing. An expedition is something fundamental to, you know, the success of our species and the exploration of, of humans around the world and onto the moon and, you know, into the Arctic and the Antarctic and that sort of thing. Those were expeditions. And the reasons why they were successful is, is why, because they were prepared right? They had a very clear strategy. They had an understanding of what they needed to do. They were able to manage their resources. They're able to train their people and they're able to decide, you know, what exactly it is that they want to be able to accomplish. So they were prepared for this. Um, and so if we can draw that metaphor to business, can we say the same thing of business? And I would have to say, regrettably, no, that there are a lot of businesses out there that really are just kind of hanging on by the skin of their teeth. But what could they become if they sort of elevated that and said, let's build an expedition out of this and let's build sort of, let's give us the, ourselves the tools and the strategies and the understanding and that strategic thinking that's so important to be able to accomplish this right? The great expeditions of the past, yes, they had great technology and yes, they had great tools and all that kind of stuff. But fundamentally what they understood was how, you know, what is it that we're going to do? Um, and why are we going to be doing this? And then the how kind of fits into place as well, right? That's why I said, it's not like a, um, a to-do list. A strategy is not a to-do list. Um, it's more sort of a way of being and doing and seeing and understanding. And that's what an expedition is. And if we can kind of understand that, that's what we need to do. So the whole concept of, of strategy storming comes from, well, how do we actually, you know, create a little bit of fun from this? Like, okay, yeah, business is serious and you throw in an expedition and it's like, well, that's pretty serious. <laughs> Nobody's going to die, you know, when you develop a business, hopefully not. Um, but the point is, is that we need to prepare ourselves and we need to have fun with it too. So that's kind of where the whole concept of strategy storming comes in. It's like, let's take this as, as an everyday thing and let's look at it sort of in terms of our strategic thinking and let's build some tools and some capabilities that I've, I've built some here. Um, to be able to create strategies so that we can actually formulate them, we can think about them, we can see how they interact, we can see how they actually um, intersect with each other as well. And this becomes a tool that we then use for um, developing a strategy, understanding, and this is actually, if you notice, it's like, looks like a mountain, right? And that's kind of how we started was an expedition up, up the mountain of value. So as we developed this, it, it came out to be, okay, well, how do we actually understand each of these specific components that are super critical? So we can actually gamify or create a, a, a greater strategy with gameplay. And that, that's really what I'm out to accomplish is how do we actually create that, that strategic thinking that it's, it's kind of part of us. It's, it's what we become and what we want to deliver. So we're thinking strategically and acting obviously tactically because we, we can't forget that. Look, we have to implement as well. Um, one of the huge studies that was done, I think it was HBR or whatever, said that, you know what, we talk a lot about execution, but that's not the hard part. It really isn't. Most teams, most people understand how to do a to-do list. They understand what needs to be done. So getting it done is not the issue. It's, it's getting ready to get it done. That is actually the, the fundamental issue as well. I love that, uh, getting ready to get it done. 
Uh, and you don't hear a lot of that. You know, it is people are caught up in this ever growing to do list and processes, etc. And I'm fascinated, Doyle. I love the, uh, the 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 pyramid shape that you have there. I think that's wonderful in terms of the uh, yeah the various steps of sort of the expedition. Uh, thanks for sharing that. Mm. And um, it's amazing, isn't it? Just that that use of the word expedition makes me already frame the approach to strategy very differently because if you're approaching it, as you say, as an expedition it's a bit more, there's a bit more to it than just what's the strategy or where are we going or, you know, what's the to-do list this week. And uh, it's yeah. interesting as well, because I'm, I'm sure it applies to small, you know, new growing businesses that are trying to go global and get into this, you know, international business. But it also applies, I'm thinking of some really big brands that, you know, have been so successful and then they see a, a massive down quarter or they're, you know, the tech stocks dropped or, so, you know, something's gone and they need to get back on some kind of expedition, don't they? They need to plan mm -hmm. for the next wave of where their business is going. So it kind of, am I right in saying that? I mean, it, it seems to apply right across the board here. It, it does. And, and I guess that's one of the keys too, is understanding that uh, a strategy is not like, it's not... Um, what's a good word? It, it's not the end all and be all either, right? It's not something like that you put in place and you just have to follow that. And, and that's the rules. And I'm not swaying from the rules and that sort of thing. Well, there, there's definitely part of that. That's, that's part of that. We also have to make sure that, that it's dynamic and that we're evolving and that we're adapting. So look, if, if a pandemic comes or if, you know, the economy drops out the bottom of the floor, that sort of thing, we can adapt. And fundamentally, if you look at the strategic equation in terms of the value that you delivered, and I'm not talking values, I'm talking value that you deliver, that fundamentally can stay the same. It's how we actually deliver that might have to change, that might have to adjust. If you look at restaurants, for example, their strategy was deliver, you know, have the best food possible, right? Guess what? When they people couldn't come into the restaurant, restaurant what did they do? Well, guess what? They went to the delivery model. They were able to deliver that first class food to everybody in their neighborhood and that sort of thing. So we have to make sure that we use it properly. So we've evolved way beyond kind of just the vision and mission and the SWAT, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And we, and we have to say what fundamentally is the strategy that allows us to, to be dynamic, but it also allows us some, some foundation to say that, okay, this is what's important. This is what we really fundamentally need to deliver our value, to tell our story, to, to understand what's important for our audience and how we can get in front of them. And, and that's fundamentally the, the, the expedition model is, is those four pieces that I showed you um, put in a specific order that we can actually use them to, to kind of harness that, that, that capability. Yeah, thanks, Doyle. And I, I also like the, you know, there's a bit of gamification and you mentioned the word fun as well, which is also important, right? So, um, well, look, I mean, as a digital expert, um, there are obviously brands uh, that maybe you think are getting it really right at the moment. Um, and, you know, as well as that, you know, what strategic approaches do you see in, say, digi the digital marketing world or the uh, you know, brands that are growing exponentially despite everything that's going on around them. What sort of strategies or digital marketing uh, tools do you see these companies deploying globally that you look at and you think, that's right, they're on the right track? Do you have any sort of thoughts around that? 
Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks. Thanks. I mean, that's a really good question. <laughs> and as you know, there's always a lot of different companies kind of um, looking at ways to, to improve that and, and talk about that as well. And, and what I found, I mean, um, is fundamentally people are creating more of sort of a, a story behind it. And, and ultimately like a strategy becomes your story. And that's why it's, it's again, one of the elements not to, to harp on a, on a horse, but this is, it's one of the elements that's super important in this, in the overall model to be able to do that. And that's fundamentally what we're seeing uh, happen is that businesses are developing more of sort of that, that storytelling um, strategy that kind of enables them to, to communicate a lot easier and a lot better with their audience and their customer. And that, that's fundamentally what, what, a lot of it is about is, is we we're, and you've probably seen this too, is we're stopping pushing, right. And it's more kind of pulling. I'm going to tell you a great story. I'm going to bring you into the journey of transformation. And one thing I want to make clear though, is that the stories have to be very, very specific to that journey of transformation. A startup story is great. A founder story is, you know, good, but what really brings people in to that, that uh, journey is, is if it becomes more of a journey about them, not about you. So that's kind of where you see this distinction is that if I'm telling you, oh, I, you know, I kind of did a little um, story of myself at the beginning, which, okay, yeah, it's interesting. Great deal. You, you know, you've done that for quite some time. Cool. But that doesn't bring people in. What brings people in to that journey of transformation is, is when we, we become the guide, we become the mentor, we become, you know, the coach and guide this guide, the company or the person or whatever the case may be along this journey of transformation. And that becomes sort of where we're seeing the focus change is, is people want to be engaged by a story and businesses are able to provide that the ones that are, of course, are the ones that are seeing a lot more success. Um, one of the things I hear a lot, another sort of misbelief is, you know, the king, what's that content is king, which is important, but guess what? We have to sort of flip that a little bit because what that's done is actually everybody's kind of believed that and everybody's producing content, right? It's, there's too much content and it takes so long to kind of sort through this and decide what's good for me and what's not. And usually you'll pick the stuff that helps you along your journey, not, what someone else is talking. So we have to, in light of that, you know, the king content is king. We have to decide, okay, well, are we producing better content? Not just more, but better content. We don't want more content. There's already a lot out there. So we want better stories. We want better content out there to be able to engage with our audience because that's what people are saying. They don't have time. Everything just goes zipping past. It's like, you know, as a consumer too, we see it all the time. And with that sort of inside edge of marketing uh, yourself, Simon and, and myself, it's like, you, you know, that it's out there and you know what you miss and you know what you don't really couldn't care less about, but we kind of have to tune in. And those businesses that are really kind of deciding that we need to connect better are the ones that are deciding we have to create a, a, a storytelling strategy one that brings the customer in, brings the audience in and allows us to connect with them on that level of transformation. Yeah, I think if content is king or content is queen, there's an awful lot of kings and queens out there, Doyle, I'd agree. Um, and <laughs> don't, you're don't right, be we, the court, we often don't be the talk court. about that. Sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> I was going to say, don't be the court jester. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, I was going you can to be say, the wizard, the king's wizard. <laughs> the king's wizard. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, though, that we often talk a lot about um, the importance of content. And I know, uh, you know, there's a lot of content out there, but it's really about is your content reaching the audience? Do they understand it? Are they engaging with it? And I think that's where it sort of dovetails into the ability to tell stories, to tell a story. And I love what you're saying there in terms of it's not about you. You're more of the guide. It's about them. It's their expedition. It's their journey. And if you can bring them in and attract them uh, as, a, as a global brand, that's much better, um, a much better approach, I think. So thanks very much for sharing that, Dora. That's very, very insightful. Um, I want to move it on a little bit because uh, I do want to yeah. cover a couple of other uh, important topics. And one of the things is we've seen the world <laughs> uh, go through rapid change. There seems to be never ending news cycles. There's always something going on, good, bad or indifferent. And organizations and brands, to some degree, are having to focus on this connection with their customer. They're having to focus on communication and strategic thinking. Um, what advice do you have or what are your thoughts for individuals that may be listening to this that are working in a business today um, who are trying to navigate the choppy waters? They're trying to navigate the world that we're in where it's just constant change. It's constant news cycles. There's disasters and conflict and political tensions, and it just seems to be never-ending. Have you got any thoughts on that when it comes to navigating the, the current landscape? It's a bit like the challenges of an expedition, I assume. Yeah, it is. And and you could say, well, what would what would be, you know, the best thing to do? It's to, to stay focused. Um, you're in it for the long haul kind of thing, or you should be. And if you're not, then maybe that's not the business you should be in. So maybe that's the point in time to kind of exit the expedition. But I think fundamentally, we need to have that that focus to, to allow us to kind of screen out the 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 riffraff and the the extra stuff that we see so much of, right? Because if we can't filter that out, and that's honestly, that that's fundamentally what a, a strategy does, what a strategic architecture does, it, is it gives you that foundation, that dynamic foundation to say, well, is this important? Is it critical to where we're headed or not? And if it's not, then then guess what? Don't do it. It might be a cool project. It might be something that you know could grow the revenue. Maybe you just kind of put it on the shelf and say, okay, let's look at this. Let's maybe get a separate team to be able to do this, but let's kind of keep the the focus on where we're headed. And so it does become an expedition of fundamentally. They didn't stop halfway through and said, well, we're not, we're just going to head back. We're at base camp uh, to Everest and oh, we'll just head back because we're not ready, right? You don't really hear that. You hear people that go unprepared, right? Which is maybe just as bad. But the fact is that most of the teams and most of the people that head to Everest know exactly what they're going to be doing and why do they do that so that they can get to, to Everest and back. You know, it's not so much just going there, it's, it's coming back as well. So we have to kind of be prepared for that as well. One of the metaphors that I use a lot is what I call, you know, um, from my previous days as a, as a pilot. Um, but when you're flying and you're, you're flying far distances, there, there's a rule of thumb that for every, um, I think it is like 
20 kilometers forward and and you're if you're one degree off you're going to be like a kilometer off as well actually it's one in five sorry so for every five kilometers forward that you travel if you're one degree off you're going to be one kilometer off right so for short distances that's totally fine it's not a big deal like you might be a couple kilometers off when you kind of finish going to your your the place that you're intending you might if you and if you're in an aircraft you look down and go okay yeah the the runway is just over there it's easy enough to correct but when you're traveling from perth to sydney for example or or sydney to london um guess what if you're one degree off where are you going to land nowhere near london right <laughs> like you might land in Russia. Um, so you have to really kind of use that as a, as a strategic tool to say, okay, let's kind of keep the focus here. And yes, there's some going to be some variability. And yes, we want to be able to be adaptable and, and evolve our approach and that sort of thing. But fundamentally, we need to know, you know, where it is that we're going, what bus are we on? And what bus are we are people getting on is our audience getting on where we're taking them. And if you can answer those questions, if you can have some focus around that, then that's going to allow you to, to say, this is how we're going. Yeah, it might change. Yeah, we might make another stop along the way, you know, at one of the roadhouses because we, we needed to fuel up or get some extra um, souvenirs kind of thing. Um, but we know where we're going. We're going from Perth to, to Hobart, and we've kind of got it pretty much mapped out. And, but then you have to be open for those 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 random fun bits as well that you just get to have because you're in the middle of South Australia and there's this cool little cube. It's called the Darnberg cube. Don't know if you ever heard of about this, but it's like a four-story building and it's actually built in the shape of a Rubik's cube. So it's massive building. And it's like, I never would have discovered that if I didn't just say, Hey, this is part of the trip. That's something we can do today. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> your, your reference to being a pilot as well. There's, there's course correction too, right? Um, mm. And that, that's part of the expedition, right? Sometimes you have to take a detour or go around yeah. an obstacle or a challenge that you yeah. weren't expecting, you know? Yeah. And, and even consider it as like a, a GPS as well. Like, guess what? The first time you use it, you plug it in and, and you know what? You follow the instructions and, and you're in your vehicle and you're getting there. And, and that's pretty cool. Next time you use it, you might plug it in and you kind of look around and see what's going on. And then the third and fourth time, you might plug it in, but you don't actually refer to it or you don't actually listen because you know exactly where you're going. And that's one of the things behind strategy storming is understanding that guess what? All we have to do is sort of map this out and punch it into the GPS and then learn from that, right? Let's move that forward so that we can, we don't necessarily have to rely 100% on this tool or this strategy. We can kind of go intuitively, but we have to get there first. And you're not going to run a G you're not going to go somewhere new without a GPS. And, and it's, I mean, you could, but you might not end up where you want to be. <laughs> Thanks Doyle. Um, listen, we're, we're sort of coming towards the end of our time together here, but I want to ask you something else. And it's really, you mentioned it earlier in one of, one of the answers you were, you were sharing with us. And I want to go back to that topic of storytelling, if I can, um, because storytelling in, in business, um, just for our audience listening to let them know that you're going to be joining uh, an upcoming uh, Think Global Forum roundtable discussion on this very topic. And I'm interested in what your thoughts are about this component of strategy for companies, because we kind of touched on it earlier. But when you're looking to expand globally, 
how does storytelling help connect with the digital aspects of things? Maybe could you just unpack that a little bit for us? Because I think there's an awful lot of layers to, to storytelling and how it relates to sort of those more operational type activities. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that, Doyle? Yeah, and, and that's, I think, why we need to, honest, I'll be honest, and I think we need to fundamentally redesign how we think about storytelling for business anyways. Um, the movies in Hollywood and, you know, they, they know how to tell a story and, and kind of converting that directly into like a business objective, that, that's obviously a very big challenge, right? And one that we're maybe not necessarily ready to, to be able to do yet. So we have to look at sort of what tools do we have to be able to help us tell a better story. And I, and again, I, I said it before, it's not about you. It's not about, you know, me telling you a, a fireside chat kind of story um, about what, like, really, it doesn't really make sense. So, so instead we have to kind of take a step back and say, the story is, is more about that transformation that we're taking you, our audience on and that's what our story becomes. So we can map this out. Um, like I use several tools as part of this expedition that allow you to be able to see these specific steps that actually become your story. Because really, the only reason most of businesses are in existence is to help their audience, their customers with some form of transformation. And how do they relay that? Well, it's a process. We have to understand those steps of our process. We have to understand, you know, the method of the process. We have to understand our audience that that's critical to, to succeed as well. So once we put all these elements together, we can actually create that journey of transformation. And fundamentally, you know, if I could leave you with one thing is that businesses need to really rethink how they're storytelling it's not like a fireside chat. It's become strategic storytelling because we're taking them on our, our journey of transformation or your journey of transformation as, as a business. So we have to remember that. What pieces of your story actually positively impact that journey of transformation? And if they don't, then guess what? It's just, it's just noise. So if you can focus in on what that journey of transformation, I know it's a buzzword, but we used it because we need to, so you can kind of see what it is. But if you use those pieces, it becomes your story of transformation. And if it doesn't, it's just noise. It's something else. It's not part of your strategic objectives. It, it's not part of that, that design. So design your stories strategically is, is really fundamentally what I want to make sure people start to do. A hundred percent, Doyle. And I, I think the, the amount of planning, maybe the amount of preparation, for that transformation, for that digital journey, probably needs a little bit more, or even maybe a relook for some people, but probably a lot more planning, like the expedition that you were referring to earlier, um, because it is about taking somebody on a journey, and that there can be different stories and different threads and different journeys for different types of customers and audiences, for sure. But I really do appreciate you sharing that sort of view of how to approach that. and. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, the brands that win potentially globally and the, the brands that we see coming to the top are probably the ones that can really tell a compelling story that you want to be part of as a consumer. Mm. Um, yeah, and, and you normally want to be part of it if, if you know that there's going to be a transformation around it, right? 
you want to be able to create a remarkable digital experience worth remembering. And fundamentally, that's what's missing from a lot of this is it's very disjointed journey. It doesn't come across as transformation. It comes across as marketing. Um, it comes across as, you know, buy my stuff type thing. So we have to be very careful how we do that. Are we objectively looking and strategically looking at, are we creating a remarkable digital experience worth remembering? And if we're not, you're on the wrong path. You're on the wrong strategy. Yeah, I love that. Remarkable digital experiences. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, look, Doyle, we've covered an awful lot of ground there. We started off with road trips and we've, we've ended up on expeditions and then we, we've taken a bit of a dive into storytelling. But it's been a wonderful discussion. Before I do wrap up, though, I want to give you the opportunity and ask you, is there any other areas that you're involved in at the moment, any sort of activities that you're involved in or, or anything else that you'd like to share or add before we wrap up today? Um, no, I just really want to thank you for the opportunity, Simon, to, to talk with you. Um, as you, as you know, we've worked together and we've obviously chatted and shared each other's posts and that sort of thing. It's a huge kind of um, thing to look at in terms of what we need to do and how we need to do it. And there's obviously a lot of it there, but again, how do we create sort of those those pieces of, of the transformation journey that are that are so important to us and i love exploring this and that's kind of why i've sort of created those those concepts of of strategy storming and and the the expedition of, of the businesses that we need to be able to to take part in uh as well and that's my goal ultimately is to teach this strategy storming and i do have a, a course coming up which i'm going to give you a an invite as well to come out uh, for that, Simon, where I'm going to be showing you those specific pieces of how do we actually tell better stories? How do we kind of create that journey of transformation? And how do we become better strategic thinkers as well? So that's my mission here. Well, that sounds great. And that's something I will look forward to for sure, Doyle. And uh, listen, I also want to thank you just before I wrap up here for being a judge at the Think Global Awards. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. It's the Think Global Awards. We're actually heading for our sixth year of the awards, which is incredible to, to think amazing. about. Yeah. And I do appreciate your help and assistance with the awards along the way. It's been great having you as part of that experience. Uh, and also and I'd love to do it again Simon <laughs> listen listen uh, be careful what you wish for isn't that what they say Doyle? Um, but it's, it's been great to have you as part of that and I'm also delighted that you're going to be joining the Think Global Forum Roundtable series because I think your input to the storytelling topic that we're going to be um, discussing there whether people are uh, watching that recorded now at this stage or whether they're watching it live depending on when they watch this episode uh, but the yeah. Think Global Forum Roundtables are going to be quite interested I know We've also been in discussions about maybe doing a dedicated roundtable with yourself just on this type of topic. So I'm sure our audience after listening to this will be uh, certainly and interested in that. I'll bring my 3D glasses for that one. Uh, we're going to need those. Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Um, well, look, Doyle, uh, that brings us to the end of today's show. Um, uh, please make sure to tune in again. Uh, to see and or listen uh, to the next Vista Talk show where once again we'll be discussing interesting topics with interesting people from all around the world. Thank you very much for joining us today, Noel. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Simon. 